Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Monday. It's the 8th day of June 2020. Hello. Welcome to a new week. Unless you believe that the week starts on Sunday, which I guess it technically does. That's kind of weird, isn't it? I've been thinking about that. Two things for me that have changed since the kind of technological era in which we live began are that because of the way online and phone calendars are often set up, I tend to now think of the week as starting on Monday instead of Sunday. And also because of the way MP3 libraries and, you know, Spotify and iTunes and those kinds of things tend to be sorted. I now look for artists by their first name before their last name. So those are two things that for me, I don't know if I'm going to ever be able to shift back on on those two things. Like, I know technically Sunday's the first day of the week, but now Monday's the first day of the week. And if you're looking for James Brown in your music library, you don't look under B anymore. That's weird. Um, So given everything that's happening, I wanted to play again one of the very earliest episodes of this show, which is uh, called Are All Cops In Fact Bastards? And I wanted to do that for reasons that I think will be incredibly obvious, which is that the question of whether we need the kind of police we have now, whether we need police at all, etc., etc., has been thrown into sharp relief now with the nationwide protests over the killing of George Floyd, which have then turned into a an even larger nationwide movement just around the entire concept of policing and public safety and you know what rights we have and what rights we cede to an occupying armed force in our communities. And for the first time that I can remember at least, we are having a real conversation at least in some circles of our communities, about those very questions, like existential questions about the police, not just, uh, you know, reform questions, but should we scrap this and do something else kinds of questions. And we've already seen Minneapolis, uh, this council, city council there uh, pledging to essentially unmake the police force as it now exists. Now, there's a lot of details between now and the eventual whatever they do. We don't know any of those details yet. And so, you know, let's let's hold out. Uh, this morning, there was legislation from Democrats about uh, police reforms in this country. And, you know, if you're waiting for the Democrats to save you, I wouldn't incorporate holding your breath into that weight. That's one piece of advice I have. So uh, I'm not really a reformer when it comes to police, although... Anything we can do to cause them to stop killing so many black people would be awesome. So if, you know, reform happens on the way to something else, then, you know, look, let's let's reduce harm, I guess. But, uh, you know, I am clearly an abolitionist when it comes to police, and I wanted to replay this uh, early episode in the context of what's happening now, because in addition to the kind of headline-grabbing actions of the police that we see all the time, you know, them killing people and, you know, bursting into the wrong houses and 
shooting people in their beds and you know throwing uh, flashbang grenades into people's homes that turn out to be the wrong houses or having them land in cribs and all of the kinds of terrifying things the police do just on a daily basis there are fundamental things about the nature of the existence of cops that are irreconcilable with uh, morality and the public good and that's what this episode is about. So here is one of the earliest episodes of the show, episode 15, so just a few weeks into the life of the show, called Are All Cops In Fact Bastards? On yesterday's show, I was talking about one of my heroes, Lenny Bruce, and I mentioned how he was hounded for most of his life by cops and prosecutors trying to put him in jail for obscenity laws. And I thought that Maybe a good thing for me to do today would be to talk about cops in general. If you follow me on social media, which you can do on Twitter or Instagram at Jason D. Crane, you will often see me post anti-police material, either stuff I'm sharing or stuff I've written myself. I do it quite frequently. It's because I really, really dislike cops, and I want to tell you why. You may often see the phrase or the hashtag ACAB, or All Cops Are Bastards, or 1312, which is the same as ACAB, All Cops Are Bastards, A-C-A-B, it's the first, third, first, and second letter of the alphabet, yeah. You may see that on, on Twitter. You see it, you know, when uh, cops shoot an unarmed, defenseless person. So, in other words, almost every day. And you might think to yourself, well, that's a pretty broad brush with which to paint, to say all cops are bastards. Certainly some cops are bastards, like some of any profession are bastards, but you can't say all cops are bastards. Well, it turns out you can. You can for a couple of very good reasons. One is police take an oath to uphold the law. But the thing about the laws they take an oath to uphold is that many of them are, on the face of it, unjust. We know that. We know that. We see that right now, right? We see kids in cages in our own country. We There are you know still states where various uh, LGBTQ acts are considered illegal. There are, uh, there obviously have been over the course of our history, the majority of our history, uh, it, strict and brutal laws enforcing oppression against black people in our country and other people of color uh, against the indigenous population of our country. There are all kinds of laws that are on the books that should not be upheld in any moral or just society that should not exist. And when cops take an oath to uphold the law, they're taking an, up, an oath to uphold the bad laws as well as the good. And you can't forget about the bad ones just because the good ones are there. You know, you can't you can't forget about all the bad stuff that's in the law because there are some laws that you personally find convenient or make you feel safer. So if all cops take an oath to uphold laws, some of which are unjust, then I think it's fair to paint all with one brush. If you're not persuaded by that, though, then consider the case of what we see these days, where incredibly frequently in the news, we see stories of cops killing unarmed black people, killing people with mental health issues, killing deaf people who can't hear their shouted instructions and are trying to cooperate but don't know what's going on because they can't hear properly and then end up getting shot. We see that kind of stuff all the time. We see, uh, you know, planted evidence. We see body cam uh, uh, shots of cops abusing people. I mean, 
you know, literally the the Eric Garner cop just got off uh, as I'm recording this. That stuff happens incredibly frequently. And often the response to that by pro-police people is, well, that's a few bad apples. Well, as we've already discussed, there's no such thing as the a few bad apples theory where the police are concerned because they all take an oath to uphold some laws that are unjust. But as I said, if that's not persuasive for you and if you really do believe that there's a few bad apples and then most cops are fine, you know, most cops are just trying to keep the peace and give directions to people and that kind of thing. Then you have to ask yourself, though, how is it that the few bad cops are still allowed to exist? And uh, first of all, <laughs> a few bad apples, that counting system needs to go away because there are all altogether there are millions of apples and some small percentage of them are bad. That's still lots and lots of apples. So there are lots and lots of bad cops. And how can that still be the case? Well, one of the main ways in which it's still the case is that when cops do things that are bad, they almost never face any consequences as a result. They don't end up in jail. They don't end up losing their jobs. You know, sometimes they get a little slap on the wrist suspensions or whatever. And the people who make sure that those things don't happen are the other people in the law enforcement community, from, you know, judges to DAs to the quote-unquote good cops, the ones who form the blue wall around their fellow officers and keep silent. Silence is complicity in situations like this. Silence is its own form of aggressive act against people who are being wronged by this armed force inside our communities. So I never want to hear about how there are good cops as long as there are also bad cops. Now, I can never be convinced that there are any good cops, but even for people who could be convinced that there are good cops, you can't possibly be convinced that there are good cops as long as those good cops do not make it absolutely impossible for the cops who are doing all these heinous things to exist in the police force. And they don't. I mean, I, I, I literally, I know of one example. I personally know, and obviously, you know, I, I can't know all things about <laughs> all communities. I personally know of one example of a cop admitting that he was on the wrong side. And he's the only cop I've ever liked. Because where I met him was at a training for union organizers. And this comes into the third reason I really, really dislike cops. And I'll finish the story about the guy in a second. And that is that every time – I was a union organizer for years, and I've, I've been a person who uh, took part in political protests, you know, been tear-gassed, baton-charged, horse-charged, you know, chased through the streets by the police – not while I was – I will – not that uh, this should matter, but not while I was in the process of engaging in violent acts, but while I was in the process of engaging in civil disobedience, although I don't think th that should matter and this is not a blanket decree that I'm against violence. The – I every time I've been in any situation where I was on the side of working people trying to get basic dignity, respect, fair pay, health care, that kind of thing on their job – the people who were on the other side forming a wall to protect the employer were the police, who are all ostensibly union members. You know, cops have unions, but those unions are essentially uh, PR agencies and the people who build the blue wall when it needs to be built. 
So when I was first training to be a union organizer, one of the guys in my training class was a cop. And he said, eventually, I looked through my riot shield at uh, union members and protesters so many times and realized I think what they think. I'm on the wrong side. So he quit the police force and decided to become a union organizer. That's I respect that enormously. And I think the reason he was forced to quit is because he realized there's no such thing as a good cop inside that system. All you can do is fight against that system. All you can do is oppose it. There's no reforming it from the inside because at its heart, it's corrupt because of the fact that there are unjust laws to be enforced. And then beyond that, the pressure, the social pressure put on, uh, quote unquote, good cops to defend bad cops, or at least to remain silent in the face of those bad things, is so enormous that it can't be overcome in any meaningful way. And so the only thing you can do is choose to be on the other side, and there are sides in this issue. So the fact that cops enforce unjust laws and just say they're doing their job, which I, what do we call that? I think the Nuremberg defense. The fact that cops perpetuate unbelievable acts of violence against our populace and that other cops support them either actively or through their silence and the fact that whenever the the system the corporations uh the the government whenever the the people whose job it is to make sure that we only get so far and no further need someone to enforce that will the police are the people that they choose to do that enforcement and for those reasons, and really a host of others, but for those main reasons, I really, really, really dislike cops. And I'm not shy about it. I'm not shy about it around my kids. I have never taught my kids the whole officer-friendly theory of, you know, the policeman is your friend. I don't teach them that because it's not true. My kids are white, and I'm white. My kids are, unless they engage in activities that would bring the them to the attention of the police, my kids are almost never going to walk down the street and just be harassed because of how they look because we're white. But I still want my kids to understand what it's like for other people and what it's like in our society because of this armed force that is in every community in the United States. And that was one of the very earliest episodes of the show, number 15. And, uh, you know, obviously I think the answer to this question posed by the show are all cops. In fact, bastards is yes. And I don't think we should have cops, and I don't think there's any such thing as a good cop. And yes, that includes all of the cops that you know, and the cops that I know. So I hope you are having an okay uh, week. I know it's early in the week. It's either one or two days into it, depending, as we talked about at the beginning, on which day you believe uh, commences the week. But in any case, uh, I wish the best for you. And if you would like to help me out just a little bit, you could go to briefchat.com. And there you'll find the support the show link and you can become a member there. There's a, some different levels and you'll get a bonus episode every week and other stuff. So if you want to do that, that would be absolutely lovely. Also, uh, spreading word about the show is enormously helpful. If you you know retweet things, post them to your Facebook, tell your friends face to face, which is harder to do these days, but you know tell them in a in a text message or whatever. All of that stuff is extremely helpful. So, I think this episode's probably a little longer than normal. I hope that's okay. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs> <laughs>